Okay. Good morning. We're on Shin Aleph. Okay. Just a quick follow-up. Yesterday we learned about a blind person. He assumed with a, what about his walking stick? So just a quick thing there. According to the Mishnah Bura, it does seem that for a blind person to use a walking stick, it does not seem to be allowed. Because it's only to help him from falling, to get to, like, from bumping into anything. Not 100% clear. I did see Yalka Joseph say he, it is Aser. Um, important to point out, the Arach HaShochan writes, so he explains that the, and it, it could also fit into a, a Rishon, but bottom line, he holds, the only time it's Aser for a blind to use a walking stick is if it's, it's a flat area, the blind man knows where he's walking, and he can walk. That the stick just makes him feel a little more comfortable. But if you're in a place where you don't know where you're going, and there could be things in the way, there's steps, there's pit, you know, potholes or little dips, so then he says a blind person cannot walk without the walking stick, and he says it is okay. And uh, Shabbos it's it's a question mark. So we'll leave it uh, leave it as a tzarachion and ask your rab. Also depends on the situation, and it may make us you know there's different scenarios, different situations. And it could also matter if it's Daraisa, Darabanan, right? Rishasarabim, Daraisa, or we're talking about just an area. It's a Carmelist, it just doesn't have an Arab yet, so, okay. Um, right, a blind person using a walking dog. So, uh, Pashtas, you would think it's okay. So, Paskins, Yalkut Yosef, for example. But the Shemir Shabbos Kilchasa does have a suffix because it might be considered carrying the leash. Um, he doesn't say it's Aser, it just it starts to say Mutter, and then he says maybe Aser, Tzarechiyan. So, okay. Um, some do say if you're in a very dangerous place where it's, uh, it's, it's not just regular snow. It's iced over and it's super slippery, or you're going down a very steep slope. Some say that then that also a walking stick is okay, even though usually you don't need one. The question is maybe only for that one area you can use the stick. Okay, so obviously there's some some gray areas on how to, uh, that applies. Um, just again, I pointed out before, it's hard to learn Shin Aleph without Shin Gimel to get the full picture. I'll give you one quick example because it's, it comes up and we keep every Si'if. It's the question is, what are we talking about? Rishus Sarabim, Rishus Sayakid, uh, Carmelis. Is it only is it only Rishus Sarabim or not? So we're going to see uh, in Shin Gimel, maybe Yudchet, we'll see that. The Shulchan Aruch seems to paskin lechatchila one should not, and that is generally the what the Achronim point out. One should should be strict, the same for Rishon Sarabim as for a Carmelis. However, the Minhag they point out by Kali Yisrael is generally to be Mako. Um In general, for all these things that are just a chashash, maybe you're going to do something because we're assuming you're an Rishos. We're assuming. There is no Rishos Sarabim, or there's seldom. In other words, if you're in an area where there's definitely Rishos Sarabim, one needs to be strict. If it's in an area where it's uh, most areas where we assume it's probably a Carmelis only, and it's in the Rabbanon, so then there are those who are Mako. And Bikardin, one does have who to rely on. Mechadchila um, or not, depends on your uh, understanding or who you follow. But uh, there's a lot of room to be mako, um, unless you know you're in an area that is Rosh Hashanah, Daraisa. 
So that's um, so for a lot of these things that we're learning. So it's uh, it, it does make things uh, easier, um, especially in things where we know you're un- not likely to take them off. And there's a couple of real quick things here. For example, um, uh, glasses. Well, that's for sure. Okay, regular reading, uh, regular seeing glasses. It's it's all a similar category. There's tachshit, derech malbush, and derech shimush. Those are all three words that are brought out, um, used quite often. Tachshit and malbush we usually see, but shimush is also one that's used. Also, we have derech rafua, same idea by akamia, so that we learned uh, yesterday is okay. So, but reading glasses, are, I think most say, is a problem. Uh, the question is, lechadchila mutter. In Rishas Harabim, the Raisa for sure be strict on reading glasses because they're just for reading. So it's common for people, if they're walking, to take them off. Um, sun, sunglasses, so it's a bit of a machloket, but some say it's not really a problem um, because you're not going to take them off when you're out, but some people do, so that's a question mark. Um, again, it depends how strict you are and a carmelite. Um, but okay, the glasses that change colors, that's okay. Uh, not change. Oh, they change colors if you're indoors or outdoors for sunglasses. So those are okay because you, people are not going to take them off. So even in, so a lot of these things are okay even in Rishon Uh Dentures. There's a different shot about the sunglasses that change color. Right. <laughs> it's doing it by itself, but uh, okay. Um, uh, dentures uh, again, it's not a problem. It's also derech shimush or rafua, however you want to call it. It's derech uh, malbush. It's certainly okay. Uh, retainers are okay. Same reason. You allowed to go, even if it's just a rabim deraisa, those are all okay. Uh, wheelchairs. Just to touch on those real quick. So, if it's in a real rishusarabim deraisa, pushing a wheelchair. So that's, um, if you, if, so some make a distinction. If you can, if you have the ability with this wheelchair in your arms to roll, roll it or push it yourself. So then they say it's, uh, it might be mutter. But uh, generally, Rosh Hashanah, they recommend, if you can do that, then just get a goy to do it. That's kind of a middle-of-the-road Shemir Shabbos. If, it, if it's Rosh uh, Hashanah, get a goy to push it for you. But if you're in a Carmelite, which is usually the situation, then you can lechatchila do it yourself. Um, anyways, different... Uh, the, the wheelchair is battled to you to an extent. So it's a bit of... It's a, it's a, it's a machloket, actually. So, Okay. Well, let's read it more inside. We are at oh kavav right. We're actually gonna start. Sorry. Shen aleph kav kav vav neeman loma arofe alatzma shehu mumcha. A bit of bit more from yesterday. So when we're talking about a kamiya mumcha, it has to be a uh, bona fide, well known, accepted um, kamiya. So then it's okay for the doctor to himself to say that I'm a mumcha and I and I know what I'm doing and this is a okay. Very good. Kav zayin. Yotzim bebeitzas hachargo, with the egg of a. Um, this basically these are, you can call, call them a, a segula, but these are examples of things that were known to be helpful for rafua. So a kamia, we say, has to be uh, a mumcha, has to be um, established that it works. But things that people assume help. Even if it's just a skula and it's for a fuah, then that's that's okay. Kamiya needs to be a bumcha, but these things don't need to. So you can take an egg of a of a uh, some kind of a locust, a grasshopper, 
Ubeshen shel shual, a tooth of a fox, uva masmer at saluv, or you have a uh, this this uh, this nail, and you, what you do is you just hang it on a on a string around your neck. You're not making it part of a fancy jewelry, but you're just hanging it on your neck, and therefore it's it's mutter because that's its purpose. So bein b'chol bein b'shabbos bein v'mishum darke amori, and it's not about chukos agoyim issues because we all know it works. Uh, at least, at least uh, those things in those days they felt it worked. So, and since it has a purpose, you're allowed to carry it on Shabbos. It's not called carrying; it's battle to your body. It's derech shimusha, a kamiya. Okay, so some compare retainers, uh, or some dental appliances to this idea. That's the same category. Aval im osemaisa. Said that by retainers, that it's similar to these categories. And if you, but if you do an action, but you're doing something that I don't know, you made up yourself, and no one on the street thinks it's a refuah. Then it's asur mishum darke hamori. It's asur even during the week because it's chukas agoyim. Now during the week you can use any kamiya. The part about being a kamea mumcha that's to be carrying on Shabbos, but during the week you can use any kamea. But the only things that were the only kind of a kamea that's aser is things that were checked out and are known not to help. But you ought to have hope and use other things just for carrying. It's another story. There is an opinion, not necessarily accepted opinion, but there is an opinion that says you shouldn't use any kamiya unless you know that it works. Uh, all week long because of hukosagun, or darkei amori. Koach. Mi sheyesh lo maka b'fisas ragal v'kosher aliyah matibayah lahagin shal yinagif baragal v'gam humerape mutar latzit bo. Okay, so here. Uh, let's say a person has a maka. You're allowed to put a coin over it and put tape over it or a simple string tie it on to protect you or under your foot, not a problem. So here we see this is, an, is a similar example. Modern day application is band-aids or in Israel you call it plaster. I'm not quite sure where it comes from. Maybe it's a name brand. I don't know. Plaster? Okay. Okay. So the original name is a plaster and band-aid came later. Okay. So, band- so anyways, all these things are okay. And as far as I know, um, many uh, consulted with many. Uh, generally, the minag is it's butchered even to add a little bit of neosporin or some kind of antibiotic cream onto the band-aid. Just take a little bit, a blob on a drop, just you know, pour out a tiny bit, and and don't smooth it out exactly. And then just put it on, and that's the end of it. And that's okay. And uh, and it can help prevent uh, cellulitis. So I do recommend it. Okay. Regarding the coin, people used to do it. I, I remember uh, when my grandmother was alive, people used to do it for varicose veins. Tie a coin onto their leg. Oh, coins for varicose veins, they used to tie onto the legs. Okay. Okay. So that's okay. Kaf tet. Okay. Now, we're going to read about, um, this, uh, towels is actually an example that I'm wondering. Let's say you want to walk around outside, no Arab, with a towel. You can't carry it. Can you wear it? Can you wear it around your waist? Can you tie it like a belt or over your neck or wrap it around your neck like a scarf? So we'll see 
that it's if it's derech malbush, the way people w- walk around with a towel, you're going to see that it's okay. But if it's not the derech, so then it has to be done that becomes a derech, uh, which is a little bit of a question mark. Um, there is a bit of a question mark. We're going to see there's going to be a, a few examples of our clothing or sheets. I think maybe three, maybe four si'ifim that talk about a talif, and they look a little bit contradictory. So it's a little difficult to make a quick, easy read on everything altogether, but we'll do the best we can. And um, the acronym had difficulty exactly how to explain it. So it's... Uh, okay, so... Um, we'll see. But, yeah, but for a towel, you'll see, and even Rosh Hashanah, if you want to wear a towel, that's okay. The question is you can't carry it. So if it's just wrapped around your neck, if that's called wearing, because people do that, or that's how they're carrying it. So it's a little bit of a... Uh, I don't know if it's so clear, but um, you think about it. Um, so then it, if it's the way that people wear it, then it would not. It may not be allowed. I mean, if it's the way that people wear it, then it is allowed. If it's only because that's how they carry it for a few minutes to go to the where they're going, then it might not be allowed. But since if it's worn like a scarf, you're going to see how this comes up, then it might be okay. The question is, can you take one garment and wear it like another garment? Um, if that and the other garment, that's derech malbush. But for this garment, it's not the derech to wear it like this. Can you wear it like? I hope you get that subtlety. So the Mishnah Bura seems to be a little bit strict on it, but it's really uh, unclear. And I'm sure there's uh, various takes on it. So um, okay. So maybe you wrap around it. If you're going to wear it on your neck, maybe wrap it around like a scarf or or how you normally wear it. It's a question a little bit about the neck. So we'll leave it like that. So here, kaftet. You'll see as we, as we finish it. But it takes about 10 seyifim till we finish all the back and forth of the talitot. Now, you take a talis and it's all folded over and you put it over your neck. So you put it on your neck, on your head for a moment, but now it's all over your neck, all over your shoulders. So you're chayav chatat. If you wear, if you carry it like that in the street, then um, you're chayav chatat. Because apparently that was known as a way to carry it, not to wear it. So then you'd be chayav. Okay? If nobody would ever carry it like that, then it would be asad darabanan. If you're chayav chatat, it must be a normal way of carrying which may be an issue for for a towel around your neck. Well, it's unless you hold, that's the derech to wear it, and I'm not quite sure what the what the Mitzvah's answer is on that one. But if it's not folded over your shoulders, but if it goes down below your shoulders a little bit, then it's not a problem. In other words, as long as, even if you have most of the talis over your shoulders, but some of it is down your back. That's not a problem. Since you are, you are still re- now you're being wrapped in your talis. That's uh, it's called wearing it. And you're being covered with it. And your back. question is how much of your back. But okay, let's just assume a portion of your back. Even though it becomes less, that's, that's not a problem. 
So therefore, anytime you wear it under your coat, you never have to worry about it. Even if it bunches up and it gets very close to your shoulders, as long as part of it's on your back, never an issue, even in Rishra Sarabha. Daraisa. Lamed. So wearing a talus where it's only, it's not on your head, it's not on your back, and it's just like a shawl, just over your, around your neck, just over your your shoulders, According to this si'if, it's aser. And you're, according, and it's assuming it's a way of carrying, and you be chaya v'chatas. And when you turn the page, and you read the next si'if, it seems like the same case is 100% mutter. So achronim try and figure out, are we talking about the same metzias or two different countries? In other words, it could be that in the previous, the si'if that we just read, it's only Asr, it's, it's, it is Asr, because nobody walks around with a shawl. There is no shawl in the country. And so therefore that's a derech of carrying and not wearing. But it could be in a country where it's people have shawls or scarves, and they don't wrap it around their neck, they just hang it over. And since a scarf you're allowed to wear, or a shawl you're allowed to wear, so now a talus is 100% mutter to go like that. Uh, the grass says, well, it has to still be a little bit on your back, and it's not really two different countries. You're talking about the same place. But um, here, the Mishnah seems to say, like the Maganavram and others, that as, uh, even if it doesn't go on your back at all, it, it is mutter nowadays. So it's, it is a bit of a question. Um, bigger problem if it's a Rosh Hashanah and Daraisa, um, because then you want to be Machmer, but uh, perhaps it's okay in the Carmelis. Um, if People wear shawls and scarves like that. But uh, best is to let it cover some of your back. And then you got your back covered. Okay. Lamed. Let's just see the case inside. You're allowed to go in Rosh Hashanah when your talis is just draped over your neck or, or around your neck. So that's also a question. Right? Does it have to be, uh, does it help to have it uh, one side, you know, uh, Flung over your shoulder, around your neck, like people usually wear scarves. Haga. Now, this haga, um, let's see, let's see the haga. When you wrap it around your neck, that's a normal way of, ra- of wearing it, and it's, it's to look nice, or it gives you warmth in the, big, in the front of your neck when it's cold, and therefore it's okay. So the Ramah, in this case, and you'll see it, sometimes it's unclear <laughs> if the Ramah, which, where to put the Ramah. Sometimes we're going to see cases where they, they even say it belongs to the thief right before. But you're right, there could be a, a very good distinction if it's a shawl versus a scarf. But, I don't know, nowadays people wear shawls. I don't know if they had shawls in those days. So it's a good question. Um, okay. Lamed Aleph. Now, you have a talus, but then you fold it all up. It was, you're, you're wearing a product, but then you, you, you put it up, you fold it all up, and now it's over your shoulders, or it's high up in your arms. If you have, your intention is to pick up the whole length of the garment, gather it, so it doesn't tear on the floor or on the, the bushes, because they, oh, because they show it like, who doesn't get dirty? Asur, you're not allowed to. It's an Isidara Banan. 
since you're still wearing a little bit on your back, it's not an isidaraisa, they say, but uh, we're talking about even if it's a little bit on your back, but basically the majority of it is is over your shoulders, that's when there's an isidarabanan. Now, it seems to be that we're only talking about if you lift it above your shoulders or perhaps above your elbows. But if you just lift it up a little bit off the ground, that's for sure not a problem. So if you're walking and you don't want it to get muddy, you don't want it to get uh, dirty, for sure to lift up your talus is not a problem. Just to lift it up a little bit, not a problem. And many say the gra, it's brought down in the Biralacha, and uh, even, anyways, many say it's only a problem, it's a, some say, some don't say, that it's only a problem if you basically are rolling it up. And you roll up your uh, um, garment, and then you end up with like this, uh, almost like, um, I don't know, they call it like a marzev, like a, I don't know how to, a gutter. I don't know, gutter is not a great, not a great translation here. But basically, you, you're, you make like a whole block of your clothing, and now it looks like you're carrying something. So that's when it becomes aser. Like the point over here is you're trying to, it looks like you're uh, behaving in a way that it looks like you're carrying. And, and it's against the malbush. Now really you are wearing, so it's just an isidarabana. Ne'im kibsam lehitna, and again, Certainly, there would be a problem in a Rishasarabim Daraisa. Okay, in a Darabanan, there could be more leniency. But if you're doing it, what everybody else does, then for sure it's okay. It's only if you're doing something that looks odd and it looks like you're carrying. But if you're doing, or to protect it. But if you're, uh, if you're doing it in a fashion that everybody wears it like this, then it's not going to be a problem. This is only if it's one big square sheet, which is like our talisim, but not our clothing. Our clothing, for sure, when it comes to our clothing, it's for sure not a problem. Uh, I'll just read it. But your, your hand sticks out of a sleeve, that's nothing. It's okay to lift it up from the bottom, it's, that's not an issue. Because of course it looks like you're wearing a baguette and it's and you're just protecting your clothing, and you don't want it to prevent you to get, you know, from getting stuck on the floor. But some say that it's a machloket. Some say you're not you, even with our clothing, you shouldn't like roll up the bottom of your uh, coat and then uh, hold it over, you know, hold it high underneath your arms, above your above your elbow, under your arm, or over your shoulder, and then it could be uh, it might still be a problem. Again, okay. So, different, a little, slightly different takes on exactly how far do you take it. Uh, okay, good. So let's go on to Lamed Bez. Lamed Bet. If you have a, uh, let's say, for example, a, a towel, and you pour in your money inside of it, you, in your, you know, you, then you pick up your towel, you tie it together with your money inside, you carry it outside, so then, Chayav, your Chayav, that's Chayav, or you know, sheet, whatever. This is another difficult uh, Ramat to read. But basically the point is, if um, there could be issues of... So we mentioned it's an issue of carrying outside. Now indoors there could be an issue of muksa, uh, but you're allowed to do it. You're saying you're allowed to do it if it's muksa, if you're afraid someone's going to steal from you and you have no choice. So then, uh, better to let you do it, better for us to tell you it's mutter to, to move muksa, so therefore you don't lose all your money when someone comes to steal from you. 
then then uh, then how do you do something that's an, that's a greater iser? So that's one possible explanation, or you're wearing it, and therefore it's okay, and it's just kind of like, um, or like it's in your pocket of your pants. So you're allowed to wear your pants and have your money in there, because otherwise, um, it's not a problem of muksa if it's in your pants and it's in your pocket, and otherwise uh, you're afraid you're going to lose it. Um, also, when it talks about coins that are have holes in them. So they no longer have any value per se. They're, uh, and if they're uh, zahav or they're, they're beautiful, so then it's actually uh, considered uh, a takshit, and then you're even allowed to wear them. So you're even allowed to wear them if it's a if it's a takshit, and it's not considered a, a currency that's muksa. Anyway, a little bit of a, a discussion exactly how to understand what is what the Rama is getting at. Lama gimel. Asur latzeit b'shabbat b'maot or b'kesef v'zav atfurim b'vigdo. Okay, generally it's asur to have your to go outside and have your money just tied on to your um, tied on to your baggage and you're carrying a shesarabim because the the money is considered chashuv and it's not really uh, batel to your uh, to your clothing. Why is that different to a towel? To a towel? On the previous. The Mois Asr and the Mois Asr. Oh, sorry. Okay, so the difference is in Lamar Bays, it's Chayev because you're carrying it in your hands. That's what people carry. In the case of Lamar Gimel, you're. Um, it's Asr because you're, it's carrying Rosh Hashanah, but it's not an Isr Daraisa because you're not carrying it. In, it's not in your hand. It's not how you people carry it. You're wearing your clothing and you have it uh, attached, sewn on or clipped on in a way that no one during the week carries your money like that. A pocket, though, it is normal. As far as I understand, if you put it in your pocket, it would be Asr Daraisa if it was Rosh Hashanah because that is a normal way to carry it. Good to double check. That's uh, what I believe at this point. Okay. Haga, v'yesh matirim imkom pseda, and they point out, but you're allowed to um, even go in Rosh Hashanah if you have no choice. If you just leave it in your house. And, and, you, and you need, if you need to go out and you leave it in your house, someone's going to steal it. So therefore we let you sew it on because it's not to carry not to the level of the Rabbanan. Here we don't want someone to steal all your money so we say it's okay. And that's what you should, you should do if you need to leave. But, but if you don't have to leave better just to stay home. So if you can stay home better. Um, okay. Let's just get a bit more. I don't want to just try and finish all the clothing part here. The person's going out with a sudar. And it's uh, some kind of a garment, and it's folded over over his shoulders. Even, even though it's not tied to your finger, it's okay. Right? There's an opinion that says it's not okay, we hold it is okay, because we're afraid it's going to blow off. So anyways... Bottom line is, you're allowed to go with it outside. The im ein has sudar, and we're assuming it's the derech, it's the derech to go like this. 
דרך המלבוש. ואם אין הסודר חופר ראשו ורובו אסור לצייס בו אלא אם כן כאשר שני ראשו ומטה מתחיל בבדיעים זה. But he says like this, depends. Just to wear it over your shoulder, it's only okay if it's big enough that it could cover your head and a little bit of your, your body. Or actually, this is most of your body. Then you're allowed to just wear it over your neck, which is like a big towel. So, and, and, then, it's, and then you're allowed to. But if it's little uh, and it's, it can easily blow off, then you have to tie it on uh, with, with something or wrap it around your, your waist, for example, and tie it like a belt. So, all right, that's uh, okay. Lamed Vav. Lamed Hei, sorry. Levadim Akashim. Something that's very hard, and it's not like clothing. So then, Asur Lehaviyam B'Shesarabim Abakarim Skashu Mutaf Behem, even if you try, if you, if you like sort of wrap yourself with it. Im'enam Kashim Harbe Mutaf. So, if it's something that's very hard and it's not considered, uh, resembles clothing, you can't do this. But if it's something that's relatively soft, then you could. And then you can make it into a derech malbush. You can wear one clothing over another, not a problem, because they're both being worn normally. Uh, okay, whether it's for itself or for you or for its, the other garment. Even if it's two of the exact same garments, one on top of another, you're allowed to wear them. Even if it's two coats. Even if you have two chaguros, two belts, one on top of another, it's okay. Even if you don't have any clothing in between them, because each one is okay. Now, you're going to see, but two hats, one, we're going to read it right now. There's an opinion that says, like Achilo, one um, one belt on top of another. If there's, if it's, if the belt's on top of a belt and it's not over clothing, it's a problem because then it doesn't even look like it's uh, derech malbush anymore.